welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Haller. And you know, we really try to bring all of you great marketing ideas that are fundamentally going to change the way that you communicate with your clients. Because if you have great client communication, not only is that going to accelerate your influence, but it's also going to deepen that relationship and make it so that you are not only going to get more referrals, but you're going to have a stickier relationship with clients. And my guest today, Blake Brewer, I met him a little while ago, our paths had crossed. And I just I thought what he has built not only has the most unbelievable intentions, the most interesting foundation, but such a wonderfully impactful opportunity for you as financial services professionals to change the, not really change the the conversation, but really get a hold of a conversation that's very, very, very needed. And you are going to be the person who they attribute this brilliant idea to. So Blake, welcome to the show, my friend. Matt, I'm so glad to be here, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I just let's just let's just take a step back and, and have everybody understand the why behind what you've created, and then we'll talk about what you've created. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I am on a mission to help a million dads and moms write at least one well-written, meaningful, lasting legacy letter to their children, and it all goes back to a letter that my dad wrote me when I was 19 years old. And so, to fully understand why I'm here, you got to know the story. Uh, so when I was 19, my mom called me. She said, we're going on a family vacation to Hawaii. I said, heck yeah, let's go. And uh, first day that we were there, we were out in the water, just my dad and I. My mom and sister were out on the beach. And man, there was nowhere else I wanted to be than right there in that moment with my dad. And so my dad was, I had a really good dad. Um, he was my hero. He was really larger than life to me. Now, physically, he was larger than life as well. Um, he was uh, been drafted to play tight end by the Atlanta Falcons. His main claim to fame, though, is that he was Terry Bradshaw's tight end at Louisiana Tech. And so they were best friends and roommates. And you can imagine some of the stories that came out of that. Um, but my dad was a very humble guy. And so he hardly ever told anyone that he was Terry Bradshaw's tight end. I told everybody <laughs> it was like my claim to fame growing up. And so my dad and I are out there in the water. You know, we kept going further and further out and the water got deeper and the waves picked up and the current picked up. And I realized there was a moment I didn't, I didn't know where my dad was anymore. And so I started scanning the water, looking for him. Where'd my dad go? Where'd my dad go? And I saw him. And I could tell that my dad was struggling and uh, he was treading water still, but he looked right at me and started yelling for help. And my dad had this really big, deep, booming voice, but his yell for help was more like this soft whimper. And so I swam to my dad as quickly as I could. And by the time I reached him, he was underneath the water and he was unconscious. And so I dove down, grabbed my arms around my dad, pulled him up to the surface and started swimming with him to the shore. Um, luckily, a nearby snorkeler and, and so the lifeguards saw what was happening. They showed up and began to help me. They got him to shore and they started doing uh, CPR to my dad. 
And I really thought that any moment my dad was going to come to, that his eyes were going to flicker open, his, the water is going to come out of his mouth, um, but it never happened. And so my dad ended up drowning. And so it went from one of the best moments of my life to the worst in just a matter of minutes. And I'm sitting there next to my dad's body. What the heck just happened? Like a minute, a few minutes ago, it was just me and my dad out here in the water. And now he's gone. And I'm never going to see my dad again. And how are we going to make it without my dad? What's going to happen to my family? How am I going to make it? So then fast forward a couple hours and we're back in the condo. I'm sitting in the edge of the bed in the back bedroom and my mom walks in the room. She says, I was going through your dad's briefcase and I found something. I found something in your dad's briefcase that, that he was going to give you on this trip. And I had no idea what she was talking about, but she walked across the room and handed me a letter. And it was a letter from my dad that he'd been working on apparently for a couple, couple months. He had no idea when he was working on this, that he would, it would be his final words to me. And I'm reading this letter from my dad and it was just everything that I needed in that moment. I just felt a sense of peace come over me, hope that I was going to make it through that time. And even though my dad was gone in this moment, I still, I felt so close to my dad and my dad gave me this unbelievable gift. He gave me, he gave me him. He gave me his words, his voice, and he put it down on paper and he made it just so clear how he felt about me and my sister and brother and shared some wisdom with us and family values. I mean, it was everything I needed in that moment. I can't imagine my life without this letter because for the next year of my life, as I was grieving really hard, I would go back to this letter and, and, and my dad's words. And then as I graduated from college and, and got married, started my career, got married, have started having kids for the last 20 years, I continue to go back to this letter. And so, man, what my, can you imagine? I can't even imagine like if my dad had not written this letter to me. I don't think people really truly realize because everything that they just heard you say, Blake, everybody listening to this is thinking to themselves well, dang, I need to write that letter too, right? Uh, they're starting to make a mental list of all of the people who they should write this letter to. And that's why I really wanted you here, right? I, I wanted you to spark that for them personally, but also spark that for them professionally. How do people begin writing this? Letter? So it's interesting you say that because as I've told my story over many years, uh, almost everyone I talked to either said one or two things. Dang, I wish I had a letter like like that um, from my dad. Or some people would say, ooh, I did get a letter like that from my mm. dad. And it was like we were in this special club together. Yeah. So I got a letter from my dad club. And so, well, then when my kids were young, so now there's some five and two, but when they were younger, I mean, I'm like every other dad out there, like I'm working hard doing all the stuff, but man, I want to be a good dad. So what do I, you know, what do I do? Give me something to do. It's like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll do what my dad did for me. I'll write him a letter. If anyone knows the value of a letter from their dad, it's me. And so I go to write this letter to my kids and I'm staring at a blank sheet of paper and mm -hmm. I'm like, what the heck am I going to write? Like, it was really hard. And so it took me a little bit of time, but it was, just, and it was just hanging over my head, you know, until I got it done. But I, I knew I wanted to, to finish it. And if I also said, if I'm going to write this letter, man, let's, let's put the best stuff in there. So I started researching, reading books and articles and 
listening to podcasts of all the things that my kids really need to hear from me. And my conviction grew like, man, my kids need this letter in the world that they're living in, where it's this noisy, chaotic world, like, man, they need to hear my voice and the words they hear from me matter. So I need to make sure I'm saying the right words to them. So I finished this letter and man, it felt really good to finish this letter. Like I knew I'd created something of value for them. But what I learned was, is man, I was the one who was really impacted by writing this letter. Like it crystallized my vision for my family and what I wanted to be true of my children. So I will tell you, Matt, I did decide to go ahead and um, read it to my daughter when she Mm. was four. And so each night I'm normally reading her a book or like a princess book or something. And that night I said, Gracie, Kate, uh, daddy's got something for you. And so I go to, to read her this letter and man i started boohooing like i started crying and uh you know i forgot to take into account how emotional i was going to be and i had never cried in front of her before and so i'm wondering you know what is she thinking so i uh i look up at her when i finish and she looks at me and she says uh daddy can you read me the princess book now? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, I read her the princess book, yeah. but the the next night she did go up to my wife and uh, she said, last night, daddy read me a message. Can he read me that message again tonight? And so she didn't understand all the concepts in that letter. She will, as she gets older, but she got mm-hmm. the main one. She got a daddy that loves her. Yeah. And so it was really through that process that I really had an epiphany, like a light bulb moment, which was, man, I got to help more people get this letter from their dad. And so initially I was just helping dads write this letter. Like I dropped everything I did. Like we, like I went full time into helping dads and, and now it's moms write this letter to their children. And so we created a program and a process. And so for the last three years, I've been helping parents create this really timeless letter that helps them connect with their children now and and forever. Um, But some of the first ones that signed up were actually some financial advisors. And so Mm -hmm. they're writing this for their children. And through that, they're like, wait a second, we need to help our clients write this letter. Like, like this is perfect. And so um, next thing you know, I'm helping those advisors help their clients write this letter and created a a package and a program to help them do that. Now you said something here that I want a a point of clarification for our audiences is is there's a difference between just writing a letter and this letter. Can you elaborate on what that means? Yeah. So this is what we call a, a legacy letter. And so a legacy letter is really helping. It's putting words on paper that you're all the words on paper that someone needs to hear from their mom and dad. Um, like, I love you. I'm proud of you. I believe in you. The letter that we help parents write, um, it connects with her heart. So, you know, some people write a letter to their children and it seems to miss a little bit. It doesn't have the impact that this letter has, but this letter, man, has has deep impact. And it's something that your children want to return to really for the rest of their life. One of the dads that finished this letter last year, he gave it to his uh, kids for Christmas and they opened this letter up and uh, they were 21 and 23 and they opened up like, Oh dad, a a letter. Okay, cool. And uh, they went home that night and read it. They came back and they told their dad, Hey, thanks for the letter and kind of gave him a bro hug. And Jeff, was like, that's all they're going to say to me. Like, man, I really put a lot of work into this thing and that's all they're going to say. Well, six months go by and he gets a call from his buddy and his buddy was like, Hey, I was just hanging out with your son. Your son told me that you wrote him a letter for Christmas. 
Your son said that it's his most treasured possession. He reads it every single week, sometimes multiple times a week. Jeff mm. had no idea. And so his son, who lived in a different state than him, Jeff was able to influence his son, connect with his son, reach and lead his son every single week through this letter. Didn't even know it. And so really, that's the power of this legacy letter that we're talking about. All right. Let's talk about what goes into this, because you've got everybody's gears uh, you know, turning here about not only helping their clients write this letter, uh, but also writing it for themselves. So what, what goes into this puppy? Yeah, so there's a section which I'm going to give everyone uh, a free guide. I'll tell you at the end, like how to get, get to that to, to be able to, you know, write this letter. But there's the apology section. And so that's pretty early on. And so I just tell parents, hey, there's you don't want there to be anything between a wall or anything between you and your children. And you have not been the perfect parent. None of us have. And so let's apologize. So I help parents do that well, that I love you. I'm proud of you. I believe in you. And so there is just something about knowing that you are unconditionally loved, that your parents are proud of you. Like these are the words that everybody wants to hear from their dad or their mom. I'm I'm proud of you. And it's not for what, what you've done. It's really for who you are. And I believe in you. And so, uh, you know, I shared this on the Today Show um, last month. And I told Craig Melvin, I said, man, we're never going to shame our children into who they could be, but we can believe for them that they're Mm going to reach their potential. And so they might make it to their potential um, if we don't believe in them. Maybe someone else came into their life, but we as their parents should be the one believing in them. Like they're going to, you know, you're going to get there. And so it's so powerful when somebody has a mom and a dad that's believing that for them. Then there's also the memories and then the advice section. And Mm. so helping you know, we just have more wisdom than our children. And so to help them navigate life. And so there's been um, like, there's a 90 year old woman that I was helping write this letter to her parent, her children a couple uh, weeks ago. And then we also help parents write it to their newborn and teenage, like everywhere in between. Okay. Now, what, what I'm, what I'm going to is having this be like a, an advisor client event for their best of their best clients. Can you give them any sort of tips, tricks, or techniques, or, or is that something that you can help them with? Or how could they successfully do this to make such a meaningful impact on their clients' lives? Um, because there's no way, there's no way that people are going to forget that you were the person who instigated this letter being written. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. I love the the quote that says, you know, when you invest in your client's family, everything else takes care of itself. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, and so when you help someone write this letter, when you help someone, because it's, it's so much more than a letter, like you are helping um, people connect with their children on a deeper level. You know, some of these parents, they don't even have a great relationship, or maybe they're even estranged from their children, or you're just, you're about to give them a bunch of money when you pass or whatever. And so to know that you've also given them your words as well. Uh, And so if you help them do that, I mean, I was talking to a guy, an advisor earlier today out of Dallas, and he's like, I know I'm thinking of a, 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 a client right now. When I help him write this letter, he will be a client for life. Like he's not going anywhere else. And then what happens is, is when they write this letter, 
it's just one of these things you naturally talk about. And so you talk about with your friends at the country club, wherever it is. Well, Hey, who helped you write this letter? Like, how did you even know about this? Mm -hmm. Well, my advisor. Now who's your advice? Like what type of advisor do you have? That's helping you invest in your family at this level. Yeah, I want his number (laughs) or her number, but there's a lot of different ways. Advisors can do this very hands-on with their clients, like bring them in the room, you know, for two hours. Now I personally, um, the way that we help people is advisors purchase our program and then Mm -hmm. they're showing our videos up on the screen and um, the advisor is really just facilitating. And so you don't have to become an expert on everything that goes into the letter. Let me be the expert. And then you just facilitate it and then have discussions around it. Um, But then there's also more of a passive approach that some of the advisors do with us, which is they are purchasing our our kind of self-guided program. Mm -hmm. And so then they're giving it to their clients or potential clients um, and they, we build them a landing page and they'll almost set it up as a gift. Some advisors are like on a, uh, like a birthday or Chris, sometimes it's like for Christmas. Hey, this is what we got you. We bought you this program. We want to help you write this letter, but especially on those potential clients to send it to them on their birthday or, Hey, I was just thinking about you or I, you know, you and I had that conversation the other day and you were talking about your kids. You know what? I got something that might help you. And then you just send them this. It speaks volumes. Right. One of the things that we talk a lot uh, about on this show and in the world of just marketing in general is if you can create a very, very strong emotional anchor to something that you have done with your client that changes the relationship. And, and we've had people, uh, we had a lady on who uh, is morbid as the sounds, it's brilliant. She helps them create a death binder uh, to make sure that all of everything you could ever need is in one place so that when you do pass, because we all are going to, and I'm just thinking, Blake, man, this letter needs to be in that binder, right? And I'm thinking about all of my certified financial planners who listen to this, who are always talking about legacy and wanting to be a multi-generational family advisor, this is the way that you can open that door. And I think you can open that door with, with really amazing intentions. When you are a pro at this, this is your program, dude. If you were going to give people advice on how to handle the emotions that come up from this process? What what have you learned uh, since you started doing this? I think the biggest thing is just to let people talk about it um, and to ask those questions. Somebody starts to share something and just be try to be as understanding as you can and you know tell me more about that. One of the things I learned after my dad passed away, I actually did want to talk about it. People were scared to talk to me about it, sure. but man, I really appreciated that person who who asked me a follow-up question, you know, I would, you know, cause every person I talked to when I was grieving, you know, I'm thinking about my dad, I'm like, man, does this person know like what I'm really thinking about? And then when they asked, and then I would share something in a follow-up question. And so now for the last 20 years, I have learned that. And so now I have had so many people tell me, like, I can't believe I just told you that. Like, I don't even tell anybody else that and it's like, all I did was just be a good listener. And, you know, if they shared me something, shared something with me, I'd say, oh man, I bet that's hard. I bet you're feeling this way and just give them a little bit more. Yeah, this is a, I can talk to this person. And next thing you know, like they've shared and they had that emotional connection with me. And now we're buddies, like we're friends, you know? Yeah. And advisors have, like advisors have these, these conversations all the time, right? I mean, I can't think of too many other people. I mean, you probably have this conversation with your priest right? Or your pastor or your spiritual leader, right? 
you're not going to have this with your accountant, maybe an estate planning attorney, but probably not more of a last wishes sort of thing, not anything this deep. I think financial services professionals are uniquely qualified to have these conversations. What do you think about that? Well, yeah, you're talking about their money. <laughs> and so you're already talking about the thing that like they don't talk to anyone else about that is very personal. They care about people care about their money and how much they have. Like most people, I mean, my friends don't actually know how much money is in my bank account right now, <laughs> but financial advisor does. And so, yeah, I think it's a great way for an advisor and most advisors that we work with man, they want to have an impact on people's lives. Like, yes, absolutely on the money and and helping them pass that sure. down and save their money and have a great retirement, but, you know, really impacting families. And so it's a, it's a great partnership with us and what we do. Well, here's, here's my favorite question uh, that, that I ask everybody who comes on the show is what question should I have asked you that I didn't? Man, I did not know that you were about to ask me that I, you know, maybe asking me, uh, and what am I, like, what is my motivation in having this business? Like, I think well, that's a wonderful question. Go ahead and take that. All right. My motivation is a couple of things. One, um, the thing that I care about the most, and it's all what we care about is my family, like providing for my family and really creating a business that frees me up. I will say to have some freedom with my family, but then also, man, I get to have a business that honors my dad's legacy. Like, how amazing is that? I tell people when they're writing their legacy letter, hey, yes, I'm on a mission to help a million families write this letter. And that's a big number. But your family matters. Your letter matters. Your children matter. But also, your letter honors my dad's legacy. If he had known when he wrote that letter, um, all the the lives that it's touching and the ripple effect of it, uh, you know, that made me think of a financial advisor that I partnered with recently, he, his financial advisor invited uh, his clients to go through it. One of them was a Walmart vice president. The mm -hmm. Walmart vice president went through it. He had never, he didn't have a dad growing up, but his dad lived in the same town as him. So he would see him at the store and like, know that that's his dad. He had never worked through any of that stuff. He goes through the program for the first time in his life. He's doing it. His financial advisor made that happen. Well, then the Walmart VP is like, well, I'm going to have my teams go through this. And so now seven of the Walmart teams have now gone through it. I talked to one of those guys on Friday and he had given the daughter, his 31 year old daughter, and his daughter said, this is the best, actually this past Christmas, this is the best Christmas I've ever had. Oh. And, and the mom goes, oh yeah, we love having you for Christmas. She, the daughter goes, no, it's because of dad's letter. Mm. I, I knew dad loved me, but I didn't know it was to that degree. And I always had this doubt that he like loved the brothers, my brothers more than me because they were yeah. boys. And now I get it. And I was, as he's telling me the story, I'm like, yeah. And this all goes back to the financial advisor who initially did this for someone. And so just the ripple effect. All right. Well, how many have you think you've written? How many Me? of these letters? Or how many well, have we helped? Yeah. How many have you helped? I mean, you, you keep dropping this million uh, bogey and I'm just wondering how close you are. Well, we have a ways to go. Um, we've written, we've helped people write thousands of letters, tens of thousands. Um, you know, we were on the Today Show last month. And so millions of people saw that. Yeah, totally. And so it's hard to track like how many people have actually written their letter um, because of us. But man, you know, we say a million, but we're there's way more parents out there than that. So we're hoping to blow past that. And so that's why we really do value the advisors that partner with us. 
because they're helping us get more letters written, which is what we care, really care about. Sure, and sure. so it's this beautiful partnership where we get to help them gain trust with their clients and then help their business grow. And then we're getting more letters written. It's really a beautiful partnership. Now, do you, uh, do you have time to be a guest on any of the advisors that are listening to this show's podcast? Yes. <laughs> okay, good, good. Well, when we're going to give your contact information out in just a minute, I'm just, I'm just thinking, I mean, we're, we're running over a hundred, you know, financial services professionals podcasts right now. We've got, you know, a whole bunch of companies that podcast with us. And when they hear this, Blake, I was just thinking we're about 10 minutes in and I'm thinking to myself, dude, this guy's going to have a lot of people reach out to him, uh, you know, to, to either to ha- do your workshops, do the self-guided or have you come on their show. Guys, this is the sort of content that's truly meaningful. You know, so many advisors, I was just at a conference last week, actually three and in, in less than 10 days. And every advisor that I talk to about podcasting and influence specifically, Blake, what they say to me all the time is, Matt, I don't know what to talk about. Now you do. There's so many people like Blake out there who can give you such a great opportunity. Guys, you could take Blake's program and turn it into a three-part mini-series. You could turn this into all sorts of unbelievable content to truly deepen the relationship and, again, separate you from the advisor down the street. This is meaningful, real conversations that all of you want to have. You just might not have the tools to have it. And now you do. Okay, Blake, so what are you going to offer our our peeps today and uh, how can they reach out to you? Yeah, if you go to LegacyLetterChallenge.com slash ProudMouth, you can download the free guide to be able to uh, the outline for the Legacy Letter. And then we'll also have some other options on there if you want to partner at a higher level, if you want us to help your clients write their Legacy Letter. I mean, we would love to do that. So LegacyLetterChallenge.com slash ProudMouth. And we'll make sure that we have those links in our show notes. If anybody wants to reach out to you any other way, is there a preferred means of communication, Blake? Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. So just go to Blake Brewer on LinkedIn and uh, shoot me a message or follow what we're doing on there. Fantastic. We'll make sure we have those links in the show notes. Now, as I wrap up today's show, I just want everybody to understand our goal here at Proudmouth is to really, truly not only help you stop being the best kept secret in the area, but how can you accelerate your influence? And one of the greatest ways to accelerate your influence is not just offering somebody something somebody isn't, but also having real, deep, meaningful communication. People love people who listen to them. And just listening to what Blake's talking about, uh, the questions that you're going to ask, the sort of conversation that you're going to facilitate is going to fundamentally change change the way that your clients, prospects, and even potentially centers of influence are going to look at you as their financial services professional. That is real influence. We also talk about moving people from skeptics to fans. You're going to have so many fans like the Walmart example that you used. You just created ripple effects that are really going to be unmeasurable because you don't know how many people that this is going to touch, but you know that you're going to be that butterfly effect that's going to truly change the way that people communicate with their loved ones. So Blake, I want to thank you for being on the show, man. It was an absolute delight meeting you. Uh, and I hope that you're not too flooded with people who want to reach out, but I also hope that you get busy as heck off of this podcast because I love what you do. And all of us here at Proudmouth really thank you uh, for you creating this program. Absolutely, Matt. Thanks for having me on. All right, everybody. If you have not subscribed, make sure you do. But most importantly, join the Pod Rocket Academy for free. And we'll make sure that you can find out lots of different ways for you to become more influential to your clients, including stuff like this. All right. For Blake and all of us here at Proudmouth, this is Matt Halloran. We'll see you at the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. 
you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the Pod Rocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.